0: And that really kind of instilled the true values of community and how impactful it is not just to give back to the community, but as much as you give back to the community, the community gives to you as well. Welcome to the Shellcast, a show about music, culture,
1: and Memphis. As we live into our mission of building community through music, education, and diversity, we look forward to interviewing artists and musicians and hearing about how they are writing their own stories, building their own communities. 85 years strong and with a rich history, the Levitt Shell has stood the test of time as a beacon of hope in the heart of Memphis. This podcast is brought to you by Orion Federal Credit Union, where a big part of us is being a big part of the community. Visit orionfcu.com to see how Orion is redefining banking. Welcome to episode 22 of Shellcast. As of January, Evan Collins began his two-year term as the president of the Shell Board of Directors. We spoke about both the challenges and the opportunities for Evan and the Shell moving forward. He's a delightful man to talk to. Please join me in welcoming Evan Collins to Shellcast. Evan, thank you for taking the time to spend with us today. Thank you, Silver, for having me. I'm excited about this and I'm glad to be able to join. Well, we're going to have some fun. Real, real quick uh, high points on your bio. For such a young man, you've got an impressive career already. Community Lending and Relationship Director at Renaissance Bank. You've been the pastor at Eastern Star Missionary Baptist for approaching a decade now. Served on the Shell Board for a couple of years. Now you're the board president. It seems like the... uh, Unifying factor with all this is a devotion to community service. Where did that come from in your life? Good question. My um, my parents
0: instilled in me for a very long uh, time, all of my life, just the importance of being involved in the community and, and loving Memphis. And they, they're Memphis through and through, uh, as am I. So just growing up, having a closeness with community. My dad's a pastor. He's pastor for 40 years. And he's always been heavy on community work and involvement. And that really kind of instilled the true values of community and how impactful it is, not just to give back to the community, but as much as you give back to the community, the community gives to you as well. So it's just always been uh, deep in my heart. I went to Bishop Byrne high school and there was a, this is an interesting story at Bishop, Bishop Byrne high school. We had a community service venture for seniors that was called Christian living. And in this Christian yeah. living class, I won an award because I just really, I took it probably further than it should have gone. I I did the community service hours well after they were required because I just really enjoyed it and understood that people are just so important. As we come together, we can do so much more than we can divide it. So I really just always have enjoyed it. And I'll say it began
1: with my parents and then kind of deepened as I went into high school. I love that bit about we can do so much more together. That's a wonderful quote. What led you to the Shell Board of Directors to begin with?
0: So um, initially, I heard about the, just the uh, the board in general from uh, Belinda Anderson, who's been a board member for a number of years and uh, had some conversation with Natalie. And I've always been uh, a lover of the Shell, have gone to many concerts, uh, many events that were there, and I always kind of. Admire the show from afar. Just being a Memphian, I don't know how you cannot admire it from just being a part of the community <laughs> and seeing all the work and just the concerts and everything that they bring. So I always admired it, but um, knew Belinda uh, for many years and she was on the board and uh, spoke to me about if I had have any interest in, in joining. And of course I wholeheartedly said yes. And it kind of picked up from there. I talked to Natalie and then uh, things developed as, as they went in that regard.
1: Well, of course, we're trying to uh, emerge from a pandemic now. And, of course, we all have to tip our hat to uh, Camille Gamble, who was president before you, for leading the Shell through such a difficult era. What challenges do you have moving forward with the Shell? Well, definitely want to tip our hat to Camille. She, she oh.
0: was and is awesome. I mean, I, I really am amazed at the work and the impact that she led us through as as president in such an unprecedented time. So I I definitely want to say that she's tremendous and uh, big shoes to fill for sure. And and the challenges that I see do mirror somewhat of what Camille uh, had to deal with because we are still in the pandemic, but coming out of this pandemic, I believe everyone's ready for live entertainment again, uh, ready to be back together. And just the challenges of making sure that we do so in a very safe, and welcoming environment. There are a lot of families out there that are still skeptical. And even after this, I dare say they will be, but what better way to make them feel comfortable than having a good time with some music and showing that we're leading in this effort, not just from an entertainment standpoint, but also from a public health and safety standpoint. So those, those are challenges that I see that many other entertainment venues are seeing and have to sure. deal with. But I don't think that those challenges or anything that are going to hinder our work, because at the root of, of of the shell, our mission really drives us. And as our community believes in that mission, then we're going to be able to meet those challenges head on and really exceed some expectations, I do believe, with the awesome board and staff that we have at the shell.
1: Being able to do some shows in the fall last year was really, really gratifying just to, just to get some music off the stage and just to see the community coming together again like that. Oh, yeah, certainly. It, it, and it, that's really the biggest thing for me. And I think that
0: anyone that hasn't been to the show, when they come, the energy that they get that you get just from being in that that venue, in that that setting is just is energizing. And it's it's, uh, it's it's so Memphis, I guess I could just say that it's
1: really Memphis and it makes you really. I so <laughs> agree with you. So agree with you. At, outside of the pandemic, the world is facing uh, enough problems, of course, as is Memphis. Uh, so much of a focus on relations between different people, ethnicities, religions, even sexuality. How can an organization like the Shell work with the community to to help in that struggle? Well, well I think, again, going back to our mission
0: um, and one part that I think That I like to highlight with our mission that many uh, Memphians may not know is that it's it's finding common ground in a diverse audience. And I think that being our mission and that being the foundation, if you will, of why we do what we do, it allows us and empowers us to be able to connect those pieces. You know, when you're there for a concert or you're there for uh, an event, you're not really focused on. Anything but the entertainment that drives it, and, you, and you, we find ourselves in many regards sitting next to someone on the lawn, or standing with them at the concessions, and having conversations about things that really just are commonalities for all of humanity, and enjoying music and dancing, and smiling and engaging. So you have conversations, and we, it br- brings people together. So I, I think that that that's something that that is lost amongst a lot of people that we have more in common than we do than we do that separates us. And in my opinion, that really is the beauty of just coming together for one reason. Everybody's coming there for the concert. Everybody's coming there to have fun. At times, it doesn't even matter who's playing. You just want to be there for live music and entertainment. And that brings people together. So that common ground that we find there, I, I would hope and I would dare say it allows others to leave the shell and find that common ground and be able to find it in other places as well and set it as an expectation.
1: We're not as different as we think we are sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. You you have so much in your background that's going to be of uh, benefit to The Shell. Um, first of all, your experience as a pastor. How do you feel like working with people and comforting people is going to help you going forward with an organization like The Shell? I feel it's extremely helpful, specifically with uh,
0: everyone going through the pandemic, um, being comforted wow. and, and being able to see uh, hope in Hopeless situations at times is something that that mm-hmm. being a pastor really makes you and forces you to be able to do, and just see things for greater than just for right now. I, I really believe that it's helpful because I'm I've been been I won't say trained, but my I've been called and just geared toward seeing light in situations that seem dark, and I, I won't just say me, but that's been a, a thread that I think our our board as a whole has has really. Has really shown through the course of this pandemic and even before the, before the pandemic, just, I remember when I came, came onto to the board, we had a board retreat and I was just so uh, encouraged by the amount of progress and just forward thinking that the board had. And it was a consistency and it really just gave me a sense of, of, Hey, I got to make sure I, I I meet the expectation because this, this board is really, really doing some things. So I think in, in my my experience as a pastor, as helpful as it is to, you know, do those comforting things. I think that it's something that's already been instilled in the board going forward. But in, as a, from a leadership standpoint, I really have been leaning on previous board, previous board presidents to, to kind of help me to understand how the best uh, fit in this role. Cause I don't want to, don't want to treat it as a pastor, if you will, but I want to make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm making the right decisions and leading mm-hmm. uh, in the best manner for, the shell, and that's why um, it's not just me. It's definitely other board members that I'm leaning on and depending on for, for for the progress that that will be consistent this year and beyond.
1: Want to learn more about how you can support the Levitt Shell and its mission of building community through music, education, and diversity? Head to levittshell.org. You can read up on our 85-year history and check out our schedule of live and virtual events. Visit our Shell shop to grab all the swag and find out ways you can participate in our mission, whether that's through donations, volunteering, sponsoring a show, or becoming a member of our Shell Circle. Once again, that's LevitShell.org. Adding to that, your uh, your background in finance is going to be very very helpful. A lot of people don't realize that even a nonprofit uh, has an operating budget, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> Certainly. I, I, now that that I will say, it has definitely helped me to to see things from a different light. And, and again, I, I hate to keep on just just going back to the board and also the board is, but it's, it's, it's truth. And you know, this silver, the board is, is just so strategically developed that we have a number of individuals that specialize not only in finance, but other areas. And it really just adds to the strength of our board to help us to, to succeed in our mission. But I do think that being a, in, in finance is helpful because it makes it, it trains my eye to look at not just one side of things, but to actually look at what helps the, The organization to be stable and uh, really look at the numbers for what not what they look to be but what they can be as well and see see benefits see uh what's hidden see trends and um it's helpful because as you said it's we still have an operating budget and one misconception that. that people have is that you know the organization Uh, It's going to be fine because it's always been fine. But no, we we really depend on those contributions and support from sponsorships and those uh, community members that just give even in the bucket. That really drives and help us to make sure that we're sustainable, which is what we're trying to do in the future. So, yeah, financial background is is definitely helpful on a board of presidents for a nonprofit because those things are essential.
1: Indeed. Yeah. Free to us is not free or free to the public, rather, is not free to to us. Everything has a cost. <laughs> it does indeed. So, so we're facing some problems and some challenges going forward. By the same token, it is the shell. It is Memphis. Is the glass half empty or half full? Oh, it's it's, it's definitely half full. It, I would even say
0: greater than half full. I, I get so excited when I think about the things that we have on the horizon that are forthcoming for for the community, for Memphis, and just. Uh, In giving kudos to our executive director, uh, Natalie, she is awesome. And just the development and the ideas and the ability for us to build community through music and education that we're being creative around, how we're actually doing that. The challenges have actually presented us with many more possibilities. So I believe where we meet opposition, we meet opportunity. And we have so many opportunities that call us and charge us to do more and be more effective in not only what we do, but how we do what we do that's really going to propel us forward for years to come. So it's, it's definitely half full, nowhere near half empty. We are, are sitting on the hills, um We're in a pandemic. Yes. But this pandemic has taught us a lot and helped us to develop a lot of things that we need from a foundational and, and administrative standpoint that we can better succeed in fulfilling our mission. So I'm not, and I'm not just saying that out of one being op- op- an optimistic, I really believe this, know this, and we'll be able to see it soon. Um, so yes, definitely half full.
1: Evan, I think that, uh, that particular attitude is why you're such a perfect man to lead the show going forward. Truly. <laughs> I appreciate that. You've, you've been a fan of the show for a long time, been to so many shows, any favorite moments you'd like to share from any of those,
0: man. I, I, I expected this, this, uh, this, 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 uh um... This question, uh, and it, it's it's so difficult. I didn't but I
1: say I, it was going to be easy. <laughs> I,
0: it's, it's so difficult. I I tell you, um I I'll say, and this just goes to to show that it's not just strictly about the entertainment. I remember when my daughter, uh, my daughter was born in uh she was born on Christmas Day, 2018. So when we took her to Aww. her first concert, I can't even remember who was playing and that's bad. But, but this just goes to my point of it's not really, it doesn't really matter who's playing. I did more watching her enjoy the show than I did the, the concert and the, uh, the environment oh. than I did watching the, the entertainment and just from me being able to see her just smiling and, you know, seeing the sights, watching and seeing the people being outdoors. And I have so many pictures from, from that night of her, and the stage in the background barry lichterman who's also a board member we took a picture with him uh so that's got to be my favorite moment my wife and, and my daughter at her first uh experience at the shell uh, on the lawn that, and it was, that that's something i will never forget i'll hold on to those pictures uh forever they actually actually one of them is the background on my computer so
1: oh I can't, wow I can't, I,
0: can't, I can't remember who was playing that night because i was so focused on just the moment and yeah. enjoying it, so that that's definitely my favorite moment. And it's the shell is about family, the, the lawn is about family. It's about community and family. So I, I, those moments like that are ones that I will not forget. And I especially, yeah. So I can't even remember who's playing. I'm sorry, but
1: that's okay. It was
0: an awesome experience, and I never will. I'll never forget it.
1: I think my favorite moments at the shell revolve around watching the kids dance together on the dance floor.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh,
1: yeah. That's such oh, a perfect yeah. microcosm of what we do. I'm so
0: looking forward to that. I have a, um, a one-year-old. He just turned one. And he's a ball of energy. So I oh, can't wait goodness. to see him get out there and, and cause his mom some some frustration.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what your kids are on earth for, isn't it? <laughs> I'm learning more and more each day. That's exactly what they're here for. Um, this particular podcast is going to be part of Black History Month, which I think has become a very, very important event every year. Do you feel the same way? Oh yeah, certainly, certainly. Um, I,
0: I, I really, I think now every year we're seeing just how much more meaningful it is. On my Facebook page, I've been pl- posting, um, just Memphis. For the last three days black history figures history of black, i mean black history as opposed excuse me black history um through a memphis lens so i'm just putting different individuals up that are very uh, specific to memphis and the impact they had here uh, robert church uh, benjamin hooks uh, ida b wells so far sure. so i, I definitely b- agree that the way the world is moving and the fast pace and the more more uh, attention that is at diversity now we Black History Month is becoming more and more important because the further we get away from some of these historic moments, the more it seems like so far away. So holding on to it and making sure it's still relative to where we are now is very important. And again, you know, one of the part of our mission is uh, not only music, but education as well. So uh, our platform to be able to do this and to bring attention and awareness and understanding and even inform and teach people about Black history is, is a great thing.
1: Along those lines, do you feel like the Shell is doing a good job integrating into the Memphis community and bringing people together? I do. I do. Um, and one of the most encouraging
0: parts of that that we can see, and I, I was having a conversation with uh, one of our friends about this actually a couple of weeks ago, when th- th- there was a point in which you can you can tell that, that the board has been more intentional and the Shell has been more intentional about being diverse and seeking diversity, not only from a board standpoint, but also from the lawn, from the music, from um, our events mm-hmm. and things of that nature. And my friend was just having conversation about how much Shell was on the forefront of these things. But because before they became, uh, for lack of a better term, popular again in the uh, you know in society, the Shell was already uh, making moves and steps to this end. So um, I do feel that we're doing a good job. I think everyone can do uh, even more. It's never going to be enough, but, you know, but but we are certainly doing and making efforts and strides to do all we can and to maximize our efforts to be more diverse and to help Memphis to see the diversity and the beauty and diversity that is within our city.
1: Yeah, that is so much of the shell history, really and truly, even if you go back to the uh, the 60s with the country blues festivals and stuff where that was unheard of anywhere else in the country. You didn't put black and white performers together, but.
0: I've right, always right, right,
1: right been Priscilla. proud of always been on the forefront of this. And this, is, this is information in history that
0: most people, you know, do not know and recognize, even within the city. And so I'm glad you brought that point and you lifted that because this was that was groundbreaking. Huge. Specifically in huge. the South and, and in Memphis in
1: general. It's huge. Huge. Evan, with your background in finance and faith, you sure seem to be the perfect person to, uh, to take the shell forward into the future. Thank you so much for taking some time with us today. Uh, Thank you for inviting me, Silver, and I I hope you're well, and I hope everyone's doing
0: well, and I'm excited about being in this position of of service and leadership, and I look forward to doing all I can to make sure we move the Shell forward and fulfill our mission.
1: Everybody at the Shell feels the same way. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Our sincere thanks to Evan Collins for joining us today pretty obvious his background, energy, and optimism make him the perfect choice to help move the Shell forward. There's plenty of ways that you can help the Shell as well. If you'd like to find out more, check us out at levittshell.org. And thanks for joining us today. We'll see you again soon on Shellcast.